From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors. This one, welcome back. It is hour number three of the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brain Gun. Some memories. You know, it's still on. Every once in a while, I'll catch it like a Nick at Night or a Nick something. Me TV. Yeah. Really? On the aerial TV, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, our, Rest in peace, Adam West. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, Vince uh, Slick's hanging out with us. Uh, is Dino going to be the name that sticks on this I guy? I think so. I like Dino the intern. It's, that's pretty, uh, yeah. that works. I like Dino. I Dino, like I think it's a fun little radio name. It's a good producer name. Eventually he'll grow out of it and become, I don't know, Dino, Dino or something. Dino the producer. Dino. <laughs> <laughs> or Diana. <laughs> Dino. Uh, it's Florida. It's St. Pete. It's That's a reasonable. <laughs> or Dynamo. You could go with that one. You could be like, uh, what was that show where you shot it and Dynamo? It wasn't American Gladiators. <laughs> it was the other one. You what know, was it? I can't remember now. From South Florida. Well, I was going to. That was going to be my first <laughs> yeah, story of the entire uh, of the third hour. I want to see somebody use those as nunchucks. We, uh, <laughs> as you may have discovered, if you walked out the house this morning, we are experiencing a nice little cold snap. And uh, this past week, all the news agencies are doing the be <laughs> uh, the lighter side. Uh, be. Uh, be, Be cautious of falling iguanas uh, <laughs> only in Florida. <laughs> yeah, when, temp- <laughs> when temperatures get below a certain thing, the uh, iguanas start falling out of the trees, <laughs> which is true. And the FWC actually released a statement this past week that says, and now you got to remember, what a lot of people don't realize is it doesn't really, it doesn't kill them. It basically kind of it just immobilizes them to the point to where. It's almost they, hibernation. Yeah, it is. It's exactly what it is. They basically kind of shut down. Uh, their hearts may beat, you know, maybe four or five times a minute, if that, you know, and they just, they're basically just like going, don't touch me. I just want to lay here, <laughs> wait for the sun to come up, and just, uh, 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 <laughs> and they eventually, as with anything, they get cold enough, they lose their grips on the tree branches and come tumbling out of the trees. And the FWC is saying if you encounter a cold, stunned, wild iguana, here's what you do and don't do. Yeah, okay? put it on the grill. You don't bring the wild green iguanas into your home or your car because they recover quickly in warm temperatures, and then they'll use their long tails and sharp claws and teeth to beat the crowd out of you because that's their defensive mechanism. Also, keep in mind that people cannot be in possession of live green iguanas without a permit as they are a prohibited species in Florida. So you can't pick it up and move it to another place. That's against the law. What if I just shoot it? You cannot relocate or release green iguanas, a non-native species. It is illegal in the state of Florida. If you pick it up and you throw it over the fence into the uh, woodland area behind your property, you've now committed a crime. So I can't use them as nunchucks. What if we what if we expire it 
and grill it. Homeowners can humanely kill green iguanas. Iguanas, like all non-native invasive species, are not protected in Florida except by anti-cruelty laws. So you can't turn them into nunchucks and beat up on the pine tree or right, trees so with them. Riddle me this, Batman. What's humane? Cutting the head completely off or shooting it? How do you dispose of it? You have to look at it this way. If you were going to do it humanely, what would you think you would do? If it was like out like that, me personally, I would I would cut the head. There you go. It's quick and easy. Boom. Done. There you go. That's a humane way to do it. You walk out with a pellet gun, stick it between his eyes, and pop him. That's all good. If you take it out, beat it against a tree, beat it to death with a rake, beat it with a shovel, whack it around, drive over it with your car. You know, I mean, so yeah, dude. being stupid. I yeah. mean, there's, there's getting Which, rid of it properly and being an idiot. Humanely would be what any other person with any kind of compassion would probably do. You could put it in the freezer if you wanted to be real humane about it and just let it keep going down, 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 and let that's it a, freeze for about 24 hours. Go, though, but he's already in that state. He's already in that comatose shutdown state. So basically, you're just putting him to sleep. I mean, sleep. I, yeah, you're right. I guess freeze him for 24 hours. That would probably be the most humane way. If I was going to eat it, I would do your suggestion. I'd walk out there with Mr. Machetti or, uh, you know, my handy dandy little axe and kind of go shooting and, and it's over and done. And it's right on the grill. I hear they taste like chicken. Is it true? It, it is. It's jungle chicken. It's very delicious. And uh, if you were going to dispose of them and not ingest them, if you were going to put them out in your garbage pail out in the front of your house, I would suggest you put them in the freezer, leave them in there for about 12 hours, 24 hours, and uh, freeze them solid, take them out, throw them in the trash. Hmm. If you're not going to ingest them. you got to eat it. you well, got to eat them. For some people, they don't want to. But Why? Uh, if you want more information about the iguanas and technical assistance for homeowners, including techniques to discourage iguanas from frequenting your property, you can actually go to myfwc.com forward slash iguana. I want to go get some iguanas and bring them to Bill. For? Let Bill, like, do some magic with them. Barbecue magic. Oh, I want to see Bill, Bill Burkett. Burkett. Yeah. yeah. Not Bill George. Bill George would. I I was, I was like, what is Bill gonna like stuff them and make them hold beer cans or something? <laughs> well, you <laughs> you put them on his dash. You've eaten it. <laughs> you've eaten it before. I know yeah. you and Toby and everybody went down for the great iguana hunt of what 2019 or 2020 or 2020. whatever. Where you were down there. Uh, what's the proper cleaning procedure on there? I mean, do you just take? Yes, you can skin them like any other animal. But what do you take? I mean, there's no backstrap or anything. There's or... meat on the sides and the legs. Okay, like, like a frog. The, like a frog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Upper, it seems like you know. it'd be a gator-like and animal. The tail. Yeah, I mean, it's actually really good. I mean, you can. There's there's a lot of meat, but not a lot of meat. Is there anything you can do with the skin? Yeah. Oh, of course. Like, what are you going to do with it? Other, you can like... make little wallets out of it. You can make. You get enough iguana. You can have iguana boots. Oh. Let me let me put those right next to my ostrich skin boots. So, yeah. Iguana boots, I don't know, but so if you encounter them, which I think if you're below Sarasota, or maybe even in, inland inside of Sarasota, Hardy County stuff like that, where you may have a couple of them perusing around, um, if you want to eat them, I say chop them. If you don't, then freeze them I for 24 hours and chuck them in. The I garbage. haven't seen any north of Sarasota. I mean, it's Sarasota South, mainly more South Florida. Fort Lauderdale, Miami, you know the Dade, you know. Yeah, because it's all, they're from Cuba. Like yeah. that's that's what it happened. They're slowly working their way up. I mean, eventually they'll be in this area yeah. at some point. They're already saying there are some of them yeah. that are up um, around. I think somewhere around Tennessee or somewhere. I mean, uh, yeah, that 
that somebody had seen one or something down there. But that was probably a pet that got out. I know it sounds disgusting, and I know it sounds really cruel, and I know it sounds really mean, but they are a non-native species, so do your part. Yep. It's no different than fire ants or anything Lion else. Fish. Or, yeah, any of the other stuff that, that uh, should not be here. They're fun to hook. Lionfish? No, the iguanas. That's how we caught them. You didn't use a blowgun or no, uh, shoot them? What the hell? Yeah, I do, we used, I do we used a, a treble gun. hook, and we threw it, and we snagged them. And so they're just trying to run away? Oh, here. my God. It was awesome. I think they'll like they. I think they'll actually when they run. I've seen them get up on like just their high on their hind legs. And oh, they just book. Like, they do that, or they do like an alligator. You know how an alligator raises up. Yeah, they kind of do the same thing, or they get on their boogity. hind legs. Yeah, they're gone. But well, we it ran and it. I mean that drag. <laughs> <laughs> then he went to water. And <laughs> it was great. I just would rather shoot them. Oh, oh, man, that was fun. Shoot, shoot I don't know. A blowgun, I think, would be fun. You get that little needle and just yeah, try and yeah, like. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but they're like any other liz- lizard gator type thing. When they're hit like that, they they don't know it. They don't know it, and they'll continue on. Uh, those blowguns, if they don't have a line on them or whatever, it they, they just they run I, off. I see the blowguns with the line, like a little fishing reel on them. Yeah, too. you have to have it. But you have to you have to pull on my hand. That reel's not strong enough. Yeah, but you know what makes them not run? Uh, I can only imagine a gun. Yeah, twenty two, <laughs> and then we're done. That takes all the fun out. No, you're not there for fun. You're there to dispose of it. I'm going to eat it and dispose of it, but I want to have fun while I'm doing it. For a disposable, to get rid of it. It's it's a done deal. We're not out there to, uh, you know, we're out there to kill. That's what you're doing. Out there to kill. Speaking of killing, I wanted to bring this up. Congratulations to everyone who's ever stepped foot out of the woods this year. U.S. hunters harvested more bucks last season than any other season in the past 21 years. Now you know why the anti-gunners and the anti-hunters were pushing the COVID narrative so hard this year. Are you hearing me? I listen, yes. Now Sorry. you know why the anti-hunters have been pushing the COVID thing where deer got COVID, moose got COVID, everything's got COVID. You're going to get COVID. You're going to get COVID if you go out in the woods. Deer got COVID. You know why they pushed it? Because of COVID. <laughs> Trying had, to get my words without being angry. Because you had more COVID people out in the woods getting out there this year to get away from home and do all that stuff. Which makes sense. I mean, that's the first thing when COVID hit. Everybody was buying boats and going out in the water. Exactly. So you had more fish being caught this year than ever before. Yeah. So this past year, this past deer season so far, hunters estimated to have taken 6.3 million <laughs> whitetails. Three million of those are bucks. That's a lot of deer. Six point three million whitetails over last year's hunting season. And the scary part is, there's so much more out there. It, it, it didn't put a dent in the population. No, it, it hardly did it anywhere. All that stuff. But it's a banner year. So congratulations if you're out there and you're a deer hunter and all that. You, 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 and you, and especially you, are part of that six point three million. That's so God. That's just they got lucky mind. this year. That blows my mind. That's a big number. Yeah, and now you got to remember number. these are these are the legal deer that have been tagged, bagged, put in, processed, do all that kind of stuff like that. So I can only imagine if you added in the bad guy ratio. Let's just say you know a bad guy ratio of ten percent. That's still another six hundred thousand deer. So now you're close to seven million deer. Now you're close to 7 million deer taken out of there for the year. And that ain't counting automobile accident collisions, 
car wrecks, running into creeks. I can only imagine uh, what the car wreck one. Natural death, all that other stuff like that. Two deers fighting one, killing the other. Just think like, about that. Well, I mean, it's like you hear those numbers of that many deer, but you don't see that many deer. <laughs> <laughs> kind of that's what it was cool coming into you know the. That's ninety uh, percent of what people in their cars right <laughs> now are going. How the heck could that be when I didn't see but two deer last year? No, I, I saw one last Saturday rolling up into uh, Tampa Bay Sporting Club. Oh, yeah. They're always up there. Those does have been hanging out there for years, laughing and joking and pointing at you as you drive by. <laughs> you can't shoot me. <laughs> yeah, you can't be another. All right, here we go. Taking a break. Speaking of Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. We're going to talk some gun stuff when we come back, all right? So hang on. Yes. Outdoors, bring on Vince Noble and uh, Slick hanging out with you on the phones. The crazy man himself, the Cuban rednecks decided to call in. He heard pigs, man. He, he heard pigs. He heard pigs. He heard iguanas. He heard all that stuff. Everything that uh, Carlos has ever thrown on the grill. So what's up, man? What's going on? What's up? What's up, man? You know, <clears throat> I'm always down for any type of pig killing, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know that. Oh, yeah. So, uh, that's that's good that California finally getting on board. A little 20 years too late, but, hey, at least it's something, right? Yeah, and, uh, you know, Texas is uh, starting a little incentive program to try to get uh, people out in the woods to kill some uh, pigs and make a little money off them tails. That's not a bad thing either. No, absolutely not, man. I'm, I'm all for it. Car- 100% in road trip. Big Carlos, road trip, I think you yeah. got you got Toby's book right the the Carnivore Country Cookbook. Yeah, I got that. Check out his iguana recipes in that. Are they any good? Yeah, <laughs> are they any good? They're coming from Toby. Have you had here. it? I ha- have I have not. It? I've eaten, but I haven't done his recipe. I want to do his recipe. Yeah, I, I, me and Bill for like two years have been trying to plan a trip down south, but it just doesn't materialize. And right now, I'm right. Ra- Raiden knows I'm wrapped up for the next couple months, you know, so weekends and stuff like that. Not much hunting I think I'll be able to do. I don't think so. Oh, but. wait a minute. I thought you were going to go. You were raising those big fatty squirrels out there for uh, a little competition coming up. Well, that's an exception. That, that's, no. been, that's been in the books for a while. I can't let Toby come in first place, man. Come on. Ah, you know that. Yeah, well, you, know. you know you can't put steroids in the peanut butter, right? <laughs> Uh, we had our, our secret concoction of walnuts, whatever, you know, whatever we could do. Now, I haven't even made it out there, man. I, I But we're, I'm going to go. I already spoke to Bill. I'm going to go that day. Well, I got a little construction project going on the next couple weekends. So well, that one, they'll be ready for you then. I mean, you still got time to fatten them up and do all that stuff and get out and get her done. It's, uh, you got time. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I saw Bill the other day, and I forgot to I forgot to give it to him because you know they've been going up there doing a lot of work at the property, so getting it ready. So you know, yeah, it's a little chilly start to the morning here, man. When I came out to my little shop here, it was like thirty nine. Now it's warmed up to forty three. 
Yeah, we're at 49 oh. over here at the radio station, so uh, it's it's still wow. chilly all over the place. And yeah, that Gasparilla, man, they're, they're going to be warming up today uh, with that juice. Yeah. <laughs> well, I certainly hope not. Law enforcement is going to be out there in full force. Today is not day. the day to play. You know that doesn't stop. You know that doesn't stop people. You know, hey, they got a job to do, and some people got to go down. That's just how it is, man. I <laughs> know. know. I know. Well, well are, you, are you going to go out and play today, or are you going to go help out your daughter and get everything all working on today? Yeah, we're going to. I think we're going to go pick up like thirty-four sheetrock today. So it's we're going to start sheetrocking probably today or tomorrow. Hanging sheetrock—that's always fun. That's a great job. Said no one ever. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's always haven't, fun. Haven't done it in a in a while, but uh, you kind of don't forget. Just remember, you know, don't like, shov- like shoveling snow. Yeah, don't forget. Yeah, just remember, don't the miss the stub. Get, the, the older you get, the worse it is. You know, make sure you got the tape, the trial, and the mud too, and, and don't miss the stud. That's all you got to do. Yeah, I know. I know Vince isn't going to Gasparilla, but are are you and and Slick or anybody else? Or? I'm not going. I'm going out to the G today. I'm not going out to uh, Gasparilla. I'm going to the other one. <laughs> I'm going to be out there I, working. I, I'm taking Mama out for her birthday lunch, and then if I have time, I might try to do the uh, the pig fest. Oh, you'll be driving oh. like a madman. Yeah, my daughter did the pig fest on uh, Wednesday. They had this private party. She went over there. She killed it, man. Very nice. Good for her. I see she's doing good, man. I'm following all the stuff you're posting up. It's good for her. Yeah, yeah. Her Instagram's blown up a little bit, and, uh, you know, people seem to be pretty excited. She met a lot of good people at that Publix event they had. Very cool. Good things. Good things, man. Go out and enjoy this beautiful day. You guys take care, man. See you, Carlos. Right, see you. See you, bye. I thought he'd have a better one uh, on the uh, iguana story, though. I kind of thought so, too. Here well, I know he's been wanting to get down there and shoot a bunch of them and all that kind of good stuff. So I was I waiting for him to talk about one time I was on a raft in the river. <laughs> <laughs> the iguana came after me, and I had to fend it off with a uh, 14-inch spear that I carved out of a piece <laughs> and somebody's of bamboo. And just threw it at it. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about guns before we got out of here today, and I know the SHOT Show is uh, wrapping up and wrapped up and all that kind of good stuff, and we had a lot of industry people that we know that were out at the SHOT Show, and a lot of people saw a lot of new things, but one of the only ones that made it outside of the, the SHOT Show into other realms of controversy, uh, for the most part, you think that for the most uh, anti-gunners and all that other kind of stuff they kind of stay away from this thing but there was one item that came out of the shot show this year that was extremely popular and has now caught the attention of the anti-gunners and they are just going full bore on this thing oh lord i can't wait to hear this one uh it's actually a brand new firearm that was introduced at the shot show called the tactical jr15 it's made by we one Tactical, we as in W E E E, the number one tactical JR 15. This kind of sounded like a youth rifle. It is. It's designed to be a, a, a scaled down replica of the AR platform with youth shooters in mind. Uh, the JR 15 uh, is 80% scaled down version of an AR 15. And it's uh, 22. It shoots 22 long nice. rifles. It comes with a 10-round or a 15-round magazine for it. And uh, 
it functions exactly the same way as an AR, any other AR. The way you load it, the way you empty the mag, That's everything else. That's kind of cool. It's all that stuff done, but everything's been shrunk. The trigger group's been shrunk down by 20%, and everything is smaller. The only difference is, is there is a safety knob on the right side of the rifle. And uh, this is actually called a pill bottle style safety. So you have to pull it out and rotate it into a locked position before the firearm can actually shoot. So it's an extra safety measure on there. That's slick. So that actually puts the adult in control of the gun safety function. So the adult can get out there, pull it out, turn it, it, and let the gun be fired. And then when you're done, twist it and stick it back in, and it's a done deal. Uh, it's going to come Smart. out, and it's going to be available to the public. They're going to start shipping it out, uh, just so you know, uh, because we get a million calls right after the shot show. It's like, hey, can you get that brand new JR-50? <laughs> can you get that new uh, 30? Uh, uh, it's going to be within the next three months, and they're saying that it's going to have a manufactured suggested retail price of around 400 bucks. I was going to say 350 400 That's That's actually a pretty good price. But the anti-gunners are screaming bloody murder about this firearm because it's like incentivizing children to go out and use a weapon of mass destruction and learn how to use but it. But here's the problem, too. People don't understand the difference between an automatic and a semi-automatic. Yeah. And the other thing is they've already been making the Smith & Wesson M&P 15. It's a 22 caliber for, for years now. And every kid has got Steve Austin has one. Everybody has one. They're all like a little teeny tiny. Every 22. kid who ever grew up in the country hunting started off with some kind of a rifle. Usually a twenty-two. Right. And so uh, why why are we having this issue now? Because it looks mean and it looks evil. You know that it's the evil looks of the firearm that. that Good that, lord, people, that, get that, a grip. Well, anyway, if you want to go check it out, if you want to go look at it for yourself, if you want to go peruse it. See if this is something that you may want to try to find somewhere in the next couple of months. It is just go to We One Tactical's website. And uh, when I say we, it's W E E E, two E's, We E, the number one, tactical.com. I still think it's kind of cool, though. I mean, one of these days, I want to go to the shot show. I think there would be a lot less. The shot show is cool, but I'm, th- I'm thinking about this junior rifle. I think there would be a lot less of these shooting problems that we're having if we introduce guns to kids at an earlier age. Well, I think that one of the things would be uh, accidental shootings would probably drop dramatically because one of the things that schools don't teach anymore, unless you live out in some rural county somewhere. Even then, I'll tell you that. uh, You got, uh, you know, the Eddie Eagle program and things like that that the NRA puts in there and tries to teach kids about it. And when you try to go to a public school and say, we'd like to introduce this into your curriculum, they go, no. Fly off the handle. No. Look, You're not you going to mention anything about guns at all in here. Kids need to learn two things. Number one, how to swim. Number two, how to handle a rifle. Yeah, or any firearm. Or any firearm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can go ahead and push the button. Gino's on the phone. Good morning, Gene. What's going on, my friend? Gino! Uh, you got to turn the phone pots on, hero. Gino! Gigi. You hear me? Yes! We got you. What's up, bud? Too cold to use the equipment. Hey, let me ask you something, Braden. Sure. When we were kids, how long did it take you to figure out how quick you could empty that ten tube out of a Marlin twenty two? Um how long did it take me to learn that? I'd say yeah. about five seconds. Exactly. Yeah. One in the magazine uh, and uh I mean one in the bolt and ten in the tube and yeah. you know what I mean? So yeah. what's 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 the big deal? 
Ah, uh, well, you know, the big deal is is it's it's manufactured. This is we're not talking about some tube fed savage, which by the way in California is still considered an assault rifle because it holds too many rounds. Uh, a tube fed twenty two is an assault rifle. Uh, it's because it's copied after the AR platform. It's the JR is what they're calling it, the Junior 15. Get it? Junior 15. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. since it's smaller and all that other kind of stuff, uh, it's the big evil black rifle. That's why. That's the only problem they have with it's it. It's a 22 gun, man. It's a 22 gun. Yeah, it's a 22 that looks like the evil uh, AR-15, which, by the way, is what caliber? Uh, it depends who makes it. 22. <laughs> well, it's 22, I guess. Yeah, it is. It's a 22. It's basically the yeah. same bullet, just a little bit bigger. It's the same diameter, same everything. So stop belly aching, uh, people. I, I heard you talking about Papa stealing my oranges when I was a kid. Yeah, man. <laughs> your oranges, Every your time tangerines. I seen that old man, he had three in each hand sneaking around the fence. <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, good. the thing is, is that uh, Gino's dad, you had to go straight to the source. He, he would scream and complain and yell and everything else because the, that tree had so much fruit on it, it would just hang and it would fall God, on the ground I and there'd be hundreds of them laid on the ground. So guess what Pete had to do on the weekends? Clean them up. Yeah. So pick up oranges. Pick up oranges, pick up tangerines, pick up grapefruits, all that stuff. Because it draws the fruit rat. Right. Uh, and not only that, the flies, the oh, little fruit fly things ridiculous. all over the place. So. We did your dad a favor, man. Oh, he didn't care. We laughed about it. It was just funny seeing seeing him sneak around with three oranges in each hand <laughs> as fast as a snail. Yeah, because so. he, he'd go over to Mr. Mortimer's property, lean over the fence, and go, shwink, 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 take a couple of those tangerines. you got to admit that you guys had the best tangerine tree literally on that the West Coast of Florida. That tree was the producer, man. I, don't, I think it got – I don't know what happened to it, Braden. We didn't cut it down. It just died. I don't know if it got the citrus blight or whatever. Well, that all, the, was, uh, all the greening that, that happened here in Pinellas County, I, I don't know how many of them are even left anymore. I, I don't see I any. know the ones all my house in Barclay all died off. I had some, here again, I had more oranges and grapefruits I knew what to do with. Yeah. God, Pretty I want minimal to get... maintenance, you know, throw half a bag of feet on them. I saw a lot of them in the spring, and you have all you wanted to deal with, but. My dogs had fun chasing the rats. So I guess somebody got something out of it. Well, yeah, I, I had a I had a grapefruit tree between me and a neighbor on one side of it. It got the greening and all that stuff, and then it eventually died off as well. So we had to chop it down, and uh, it, it's a sad day. You know, they can't make have... the good steak with the wood, though, man. Oh, oh yeah, I've done that. Don't even tempt me on that one. That is a good thing. That that does work. I don't Makes think... really good mullets too. Trust me. Yes, it does. With uh, a little mangrove mixed in, it's even better. You want to kick up the steak oh, a little bit? Oh, you can't touch one of those, man. Oh, well, you can snap off dead twigs. Take some of the <laughs> juice. T- uh, grab a tangerine from the tree and, and put some of the juice on the steak from the tangerine. Yeah. Oh, my God. So good. Oh. So, so good. Any citrus goes good with beef. It's all good. Gino, got to go, man. Got to go talk to Big Hands John. Stay warm. Good talking to you guys. Y'all man, have a great safe. weekend. See you, brother, man. You too. John, hang on the phone. We'll get to you after the break, my friend. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Hang on. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome back. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Slick and Dino hanging out with you this morning. Bill George out in the water. 
Well, out looking for alligators in, in water. <laughs> He's out at uh, Avon Park with the uh, Gator Youth Hunt today. He's out there volunteering to see if he can't get some youngster between the ages of, what do you say, 12 and 16 to get out there and get himself a, an alligator on a day like today would be quite the challenge and quite the feat to get it done if they can get it done. Good Gators, luck, man. Gators locked down, man, in temperatures like this. They're like, yeah, I'm not going to move around for very much. But if you're going to plan it out, going out today, it's going to be a beautiful day. It really is. If you can take the temperature in the wind, if you're going to go out to the Kumquat Festival or Gasparilla or out at the Pig Fest out in Lakeland, it's a great day to do any of those things. Just be careful and make sure you bring enough clothing to uh, keep yourself warm out there. I know it's uh, showed up last week out at Lori's Hooked on Hope shot out there at uh, Tampa Bay Sporting Clays. And that wet front, when it came through with that wind pushing down, it just, it'll chill you to the bone. It was nasty. It was, uh, those guys fought through it, and they did really good. Had a great dinner, a great lunch, and uh, everybody had a great time. I talked to a couple of the shooters, a couple of the firearms winners and stuff uh, a couple of days later, and they had a great time. Lori always puts on a, a great adventure. And uh, any of the events that she does, I wanted to reiterate the fact that if you couldn't help out last week, you can always make a donation to Hooked on Hope. And all you have to do is go to hookedonhope.org. And if you would like to uh, get more involved in something, uh, there's a calendar of events where from the fishing tournaments, the golf tournament, and, and of course, the Sporting Clays event. I think the chili uh, cook-off was canceled this past year, COVID-related type stuff. But uh, everything else is supposedly full steam ahead. So... Get ready for the fishing tournament because it's coming up next. That that rain followed me all the way down to the boat show. Yeah, it was oh, spitty. It was spitty. just miserable. Spitty, nasty, horrible. I was fine. It was not fun. <laughs> yeah, because you were in here. Uh, before the break, we were talking a little bit about the uh, firearm news. And, of course, out of the SHOT Show, the JR-15 rifle has made its debut. They said it should be shipping out in the next uh, three months or so. If you'd like to go check one out, go to we1tactical.com. That's W-E-E, the number one, tactical.com. You can go check it out and see if you like it. Maybe get one for the kiddos or get one for yourself. A lot of adults are like the uh, little smaller AR platform, especially in a 22. You can uh, throw it in the back of the truck, drive around, got yourself a nice little truck done. It'd be I think all it'd be good. fun to play with. Uh, on the phone before the break, uh, hanging on for us, uh, Big Hands John is out hanging around today trying to stay warm. What's going on, Big J? How you guys doing? We're doing all right. We're yeah. inside today, so we're not freezing. Right. Much better. Yeah, time. absolutely. It's a cold one, too. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> chilly. Yeah, that uh, wanted to let you know that fishing deal that they did out of John's Pass was excellent, man. They took a lot of people out. They took them fishing. They caught a lot of fish. Nice. It was all free for veterans. They fed them breakfast, and they gave them a reel and a fillet knife when they came back in. Oh, no way. oh that was oh, That's awesome. Yeah. Wait, yeah but... They're going to do it again uh, probably a couple of times a year now. I'll keep you guys posted. That's but really it was cool. Neat. Yeah. Well, was that yeah. Dil- Dylan did all that? I mean, uh, with Hubbard's, they all did all that? Well, I Hubbard wasn't really involved in it as much. They did, uh, it was more sponsored by a couple of people that this is all they do. They right. travel around different venues and they take veterans fishing Very and cool. try to introduce them to the outdoors and give them a different avenue of relieving some stress. It was really pretty neat. I didn't get all the information, so I can't tell you everything, but I will get it for you. Very nice. Good I wanted them. to just bring you up on it. It was it was pretty good time, pretty good time. Yeah, some we... people got sick. <laughs> 
Oh, well, that's <laughs> on any horrible. that's on any boat. Yeah, I mean, uh, exactly. Uh, everybody gets uh, there's always that one guy. Burp. You know, that's got to well, do. Well, there's more than one. <laughs> well, think about it too. There's more man. than one. The weather, the waves, the wind. I'm sure that had a oh, lot yeah. to do with it. So, Wait, yeah, of course. This, oh, yeah, there was. It was last Saturday. Oh, it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. when the front pushed oh, yeah. through. Yeah. Yeah, I could yeah. see. It. Yeah. Yeah. That would. Yeah, be it a... was not an enjoyable time on the water for even those that have been there. Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> you know, a tough. Really. That's a tough day. Well, uh, yeah. are you? What are you going to do today? How are you going to top that one from last week? What are you going to do? Man, I can't top that. Really, I'm uh, actually today is I'm helping a friend of mine plant some citrus trees. If you can believe that. Well, thank goodness somebody's putting them back in the ground. Good for you. We were just Man, talking I heard you about guys talking. I, I, I remember that when I was a kid growing up, you could grab oranges, tangerines, grapefruits. Everywhere. Mangoes, papayas, anywhere you wanted to go. Yeah, everywhere. Now you can't find them anywhere. Nope, nope, can't even do it. No, I know. Back in the day, I, I think the greening, uh, you know, just uh, took it out there. I remember I was going to mention this to Gene when he called in. The, the grapefruit tree that I had on the side of my house, uh, one day a little box thing showed up out there, and it was hanging from the branch, and I saw it was from the Department of uh, Agriculture and stuff, and they were – Looking at it to see if they were, uh, I guess it was a fruit fly greening testing I, thing. I remember. And, I had those in our trees, too, at yeah. our house. I remember those. And, yeah. then, and then the next thing you know, uh, the tree's dying on one side. And then the next thing you know, we're yeah, cutting it down. It's like so. some kind of canker exactly. thing. That I, canker I, I, sore. Yeah. Or can, uh, yeah, citrus canker. Like that. Yeah, that's some it. Some kind of weird disease I got. Yeah. Yeah. Citrus canker. That's yeah, a bad I thing. It'll, it'll yeah. destroy an entire. Uh, so groves are usually cut off into. Oh, what's the name? There's a name for the sections. And any part of canker in that grove will completely wipe out that, and it actually stops production in that area for like a few years. Yeah, but I thought we had that underhandled, and then all of a sudden the greening happened, and then that was some other new kind of fungi or something that happened. Well, the hurricanes are the are the biggest spreader of canker out there. That's great. The best way to get rid of it is you have to burn the crop. Yep, that's that's the only way to to really. Yeah, you gotta. You're trying to cut off. You have to actually cut the trees down. Like you'll get ahead of it. So if this is the air, if the area is like thirty feet out, then you got to go about forty, cut those tree down, and then, trees burn, the and then burn everything in the center. Yeah. Well, that's not a bad thing yep. if you got stakes on top of it. But anyway, uh, exactly. <laughs> well, back in the day, when I remember back in the day when you used to go down in Tampa, where I grew up, Talaferro there used to be able to go right down the road anywhere in that area and get water right out of a spigot on the corner that came out of Sulphur Springs. You And they stopped all that. You remember that? Or yeah. is that too far back for you guys? No, I remember the old stinky water spa, uh, spigot there by the old uh, <laughs> the old water tower. I remember that one there. Oh, no, Sulphur no, Springs. No, I'm talking about on, on Talaferra, not down Sulphur Springs. I'm talking about how they call it the Seminole Heights area. Oh, yeah. No, I didn't hang out there. You used to be there. able to go all up and down through Seminole Heights and get a gallon of fresh water. You, they had a, a little slot you could drop a nickel in. It was a you know a courtesy thing. Thank you so much. Here's a nickel for the gallon of water. But, yeah, it was crystal clear, man. Came right off Sulphur Springs. The aquifer down at the bottom. It was great. Wow. Well, those were the days. <laughs> well, John, thanks for the call, man. Get out there. Go do your thing. Well, I'm going to try to do that. You guys be good, and I'll uh, keep you informed. And tell Bill, too, not to forget to send me that information so I can get and start raising a little hell with the Fish and Game Commission and right. try to get some things promoted in a positive way. Yes, sir. We'll do that right away. I'll get him out there. Of course, as soon as we get him out from the Gator Pond, we'll all be we'll, – we'll let him know. Big Ann John is looking for you, my friend. Uh, Where in the world? Before we get out of here, we got a break here. You got a break coming up here pretty quick. Hit the break. 
Why don't you just go ahead and do it now? Because uh, when we come back, I was going to tell you there's a little controversy that's happening in an area that I know of, and I wanted to get your opinion on it. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. All right, we're going to take a quick break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. We are brought to you by our good friends at Brandon Ford. We're going to take it. We'll be back. everybody welcome back it is the big and wild outdoors Brayden vince slick and uh new dino. guy new guy dino 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 new guy dino one day he'll be dino but for right now he's dino or dino my all right we're gonna jump into a little thing here <laughs> friend of mine friend of ours friend of the show everybody else um has a bunch of mounts he has a bunch of uh, uh you know elk and Red Stag and all these other kinds of things like this. And, of course, he's a business owner as well. And he decided to – he's bringing a lot of his trophies out of a lodge that he uh, has in a certain area of the country. And he brought the bear in and put it in the middle of his, his establishment. And believe it or not, is this is a Kodiak bear that it was taken off Kodiak Island, a big, ginormous, you know – Eight foot tall. Big giant brown bear. You know, <laughs> yeah. big bright, big old bear. And it's in a very uh, positive mount, you know, upright on the back legs, one leg up on a stump, other paw up. So it's not in some beastly mode or anything, you know, like strawing or eating or something or anything else. It's a very tastefully done taxidermy that is a full body mount on a pedestal and all that stuff. So you can just imagine what that costs, okay? I bet you it looks cool, wow, too. Wow, I bet you it looks amazing. looks awesome. But it's now become controversial to some people oh. who actually have uh, visited the establishment, and they're saying things like, why is that bear in here? Why, who killed that bear? Why was that bear killed? Why is it, does it, I don't think it belongs in here. So their opinion seems to matter on something that they don't own, or have any piece of whatsoever. So let me refresh this. They have elk on the wall. Elk, Hog, moose, uh, moose, antelope, uh, you know, all the other stuff. They're everything not else. So help me if I have yogi. Yeah, uh, but it, <laughs> but if you put a bear in there, all of a sudden now it's this big, hey, boo boo. It's this big, uh, you know. They're not being mean or bitter about it, but they're giving you the kind of uh, what do you call it, passive aggressive kind of thing, where it's like oh. first. So Vince, do you think you really should be wearing the brown hat? You're with dang red skippy, shoes? I do. Well, yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> that's I mean, my answer. What, what, what's their They're argument against having it. it in there, like at all? Like, what are you going to say? It's this. A, this was brought up as a while back when someone brought up the fact that there was a bear in a Bass Pro, and it was kind of controversial till all of a sudden they found out it was road killed. And then once it was road killed, then it was like, oh, okay, then, then it's okay. So then let's it, just say somebody hit it with a tractor trailer and call it a day. But it, why does it even matter? Yeah. It's an outdoorsy type place. It's a place that has other animals in it. People so, have got to stop making this, like, love connection to animals like that. They, I think that's a big issue. Well, they, yeah, as I've, I've explained to my children, the problem is, is that they put human emotions and human behavior 
onto an animal that has neither one of those things at all. You see it ride a scooter once, and it, now it's it, a people. Yeah, all of a sudden it's, uh, <laughs> you know, somehow or another it, it's mad because it didn't get to go see Marvel Universe or something, you know, or it didn't get the Xbox Five this year. You can love animals. You can you can appreciate an animal. You can love an animal, but you also need to understand the other parts of it is the well. circle. The circles back to California. They loved animals too, and now look at them. They got a hog problem. Well, I I brought up the fact that if someone has a problem with it and they're where they're being that and they're saying why was that thing shot? First off, you don't have to answer anything in the why uh, category because that's nunya. That's nunya. Constitutional business. right, right there. I mean, uh, why, why are you wearing those kinds of shoes, and why are you driving that kind of car? <laughs> why, 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 why? Because I wanted it. Well, and you know when they talk about this, the the bear they bring up, I always said you should just come up with some great heart wrenching story. You should say that bear right there killed three people on horseback. <laughs> While they were riding through Colorado, no, I got a better one. I've never no. even seen a bear ride a horse before, but uh, dang it, if he did, two of those people were children. And the only reason they found this bear is it was still hovering over the dead carcass of one of the horses, and still had the child right next to it. No, I got a better one. Then they'd be like, "Oh, okay, then no, then it's fine." No, here's a better one. I had this property, and this bear was there, abandoned by its mom, as a cub. And it grew up on my property all my life until he died of old age. And I wanted to preserve his memory in this mount. By I, got a be- I got a better one. That's a pretty good one. I like that one. I got That's one. That's a good one, right? I like that one. Raised him since birth. <laughs> he was a circus bear, and I was training him to ride a scooter, <laughs> and, he- and he never would ride the scooter. <laughs> or he got in a really bad wreck. <laughs> We're in negotiations with Morgan and Morgan. <laughs> See if we can't get some money out of it. Think, I think my story might be the winner, winner, chicken dinner. I don't know, man. I think my scooter one's more believable. I kind of like the Morgan and Morgan thing. I like it. <laughs> uh, Shameless plug. But now, so bad. Now, now, but just to give you an idea of what a brown bear will do, okay? And I, I know that they look at them and it's like, look for the bear necessities. You know, hey, boo-boo. You know, I mean, they're all, everything on TV is fun and cuddly. Now, this story just came out this past week, so it's perfect, perfect timing. There was a brown bear that, do uh, you know how aggressive they actually could be? But they're also very brutal. This brown bear just came out of hibernation, post-hibernation, and in post-hibernation, this female killed 38 reindeer Ooh. calves. My Lord. Jeebus. In one month, okay? Hungry in one months? month. And then in the next month, because they were monitoring her and following her to see what her behaviors after hibernation, in the following month, she killed 18 moose calves. Good Lord. So when you say that bears are just out there eating grass and berries and They're frolicking and singing with young tan boys floating down a river on their belly. Bear necessities. Yeah, yeah. Jungle book. Got it. I got it. Okay, got it. So they you don't, look lost for a second. They I, really I don't. kind of was. They really don't live that way. Now, this is a 13-year-old female and one of 15 brown bears that Sweden has been tracking for research purposes and seeing what they do to understand how much of the landscape they have an impact on. And this literally, if you think about how much they actually did here, we're talking about almost 
50 creatures this thing wiped off the planet in uh, the span of less than two months. So yeah. they need to check that bear for a tapeworm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy that sticks his hand up that bear. Well, and if you've ever seen the video of, of the brown bear running down a moose calf, people look at those bears and they go, well, you know, they're probably hooky-dooky. Hey, boo-boo, get the picnic basket. Bear, he'll move. This thing ran down a young, I mean. There's, moose there's, can travel. And they're as fast as a horse. People don't realize that bears, full-size bears, 1,500 pounds, yeah. can move 30 miles an hour. You're not out running that bad boy. It ain't happening. It's just not that way. Polar bears the same way, and they can swim too. Yeah, yeah. So jumping in the water ain't going to help on no. that deal. But this one here, and when so, I, I think that people see one thing but don't realize that there's another side to that. And so when they say, "Well, why did you kill that thing? Why did you do it?" and you say, "Well, it's an island. It's Kodiak Island. They can only the bear in the environment can only hold so much." There has to be bears that are removed. There has to be animals that are removed. Otherwise, you have a bear like this one that you're looking at that's capable of eating 38 caribou calves and 18 moose calves in less than two months. And if you think you're fast, you're not because the, the brown, brown bear, bear is 35 miles an hour. The He's fastest a, bear. The polar bear is 25. But you ain't out running these bears. No. Neither one. It's not going to work that way. I like people like, like you're saying. I think people are wrapped up in these Disney movies too much, and that's what they're associating all this stuff with. So when you actually have an animal that's causing as much havoc as that brown bear is, you, yeah, I'm going to put it. I'm going to help us. And you don't realize how strong these animals are. No, I mean, you're yeah. talking about a creature that no can take down a, a full size moose, and that. Up in Maine and in that area, they were wondering why their moose populations were, were uh, diminishing. And they came to the conclusion that, well, it seems that we introduced the wolves again. And now they got predators that are back again. And we have bears that are now predating on uh, moose. And uh, whitetails are also bringing in disease and all these other things. So you have to have management of some kind. You and I realize that. Our listeners, right, right. for the most part, realize that. But when you get somebody who walks in and goes, why why did you kill that bear? And you say, well, because if I didn't kill that bear, then it would have killed uh, 38 caribou and 18 it's, moose in two months. It's doing all the damage that everybody thinks people are doing to the wildlife. It, well, and it's but, but it's because it's natural. Well, it's not it's natural, nature. though. It's it all, nature. It all We've comes, messed with it. It's not natural But it anymore. all comes back to education. If people are educated, they'll understand. They don't. They're not educating themselves. Just like lionfish are tearing up the reefs, the grouper, the the goliaths are tearing up the reefs. Same with the deer. Same with the bear. They're tearing up. If you have too many, it's just it's screwing the whole ecosystem. Up. It is. And I and I and that conversation goes on to why aren't we shooting more does? And I know that they're trying to pass a, a petition that's going around online where they're trying to get away with doe days. And what they're doing is they're wanting to, in the state of Florida, which we've, we've here on the show have been asking for for years, is the fact that you get two doe tags and you get to use them anytime you want to during the deer season. You don't have to be limited to this specific time. So that way you could do it at the beginning of the season and use them up, or you could use it at the end of the season or at the beginning of the season and burn them up in between. And I, and I think a lot of those people uh, were getting on there going, dude, you can't shoot that many does, you can't do this, you can't do that, and... You talk to any biologist, and he'll tell you, if you're not killing does, you're harming your herd. Exactly. You have got to keep a decent ratio of deer. It's and called, that back to education. And that, as being 
stewards of the land is our responsibility to be able to do that to create a healthy herd. It's education and exactly what Slick was saying. Everybody is you know, so lovey-dovey wanting to have that Disney moment. But you have a lot of people who have that cattleman's mentality that's like, if you're out there shooting my does, then I ain't going to have babies. Because they, they, in their minds, they think, if I got 30 does, I'm going to have 30 babies next year. And that's not true because nature has a way of only putting animals in enough space that can actually sustain that animal population. If you sure. notice that when you knock down the does and everything else every single year, all of a sudden the does that are left, guess what they're doing? They're having twins. They're having triplets. They're having quads. Man, that would be insane. Oh, so they're basically, wow. so when you see that, that's why we tell you that if you keep the doe population down and you keep the, uh, the ratio the way it's supposed to be, they'll actually end up producing more healthier, better deer in the long run than Are just letting a million let nature of them. take its course? Kind of, but in a roundabout. Uh, human beings are nature. We are the equalizer. We are here to help that you're, kind you're, of. You're right, and yeah. and that's the thing. So let us let us as uh, as sportsmen do what we got to do. As hunters and meat eaters, that is part of our job. As predation, it's it's one of the things that we're supposed to do. As stewards of the land, we are supposed to make sure that things are kind of in balance when it comes to that kind of stuff. And for the most part, I think we really do kind of try. I, I, you know, I don't take more than I'm going to need. I don't try to overdo anything uh, when it comes to that kind of stuff. Um, and I see that there are areas in the country where, uh, like California, Texas, Florida, where you, you got to kill all these hogs, kill all these things, kill all these uh, invasive species. That's totally different than what we're talking about native. That's anyway. why Florida's got it correct. Do it right, baby. We'll see you guys next Saturday. Enjoy this cooler weather. Have we'll a see good you weekend. Guys. Have a great time. Be safe. Have fun. See you guys. Bye.